You are listening to the Two Up Top Football Show podcast with me, Stephen Cotton, and Gav Mack. And uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind last two hours, hasn't it? Look, I'm not being funny, right? This week, I was so excited about doing the show, thinking, we've got an hour to talk about football, the thing that we love. And then, there you go, Liverpool, Man City, just ruins it for everybody again. Mm. But shall we talk about the actual game, first of all? Because yeah. Yeah, and then we'll talk about the controversies after. So Liverpool had the opportunity to go nine points ahead of Man City, and they duly did. They're now eight points clear of Leicester and Chelsea in the chasing pack with a three-one win. I said three-nil, didn't I? Three-one win over the reigning champions, two times reigning champions, Manchester City. It. Do you think the game, well, that result, really told? the story of the game? Not not especially. I think Liverpool were just a lot more clinical with the chances they created. Mm. Um, City had a... They created enough. They created enough that they, could have, that they could have got something out of that game. But I don't know what it is with the hoodoo of Anfield, but just none of them turned up. Yeah. Sterling was... It seemed like the occasion got to him. Aguero was just nowhere to be found. Well, Aguero missed an absolute sitter. Like, just, yep. sort of like just grazed against his foot. But uh, let's talk about the goals first. We'll talk about the, the way we got to the goals later on in the show. Yeah. Uh, well, in the show, in, in this little segment of, of, of the show. The first goal, what a strike for Benio. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's about 25 yards out. Yeah and no. I think it's... it's, it's no, it's a strike. It's, well, no, it's, it's, well, it's well hit. <laughs> yeah. It's well hit. And it, it's barely moved. It's, it's that well hit. It's a straight line. Um, my only... Ag- well, not even my only argument, but... Um, if you had a keeper in the sticks that was taller than five foot seven and can reach their posts, it's. I think that's pretty routine. I, I, honestly, I think it's a great strike, but I think a, a, another keeper would have done something with that. I, I I can't help but disagree with you on that one. Ooh. I think the way he's hit it, so I think he's hit it so nicely. It's off the ground at just the right. It, everything about that strike was was perfect for me. You know, the only issue, if I want to call it that, is that it didn't hit the top bin. Yeah, I thought he hit that absolutely sweetly. Uh, the second goal came from a header by uh, Mo Salah. Mo Salah now. Oh no, a... uh, Mane got the header. No, the, first, the second goal. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Mo, Mo Salah is now been directly involved in fifty-two goals in forty-four games. That's thirty-eight goals and fourteen assists. It's a bit naughty, isn't he? That uh, uh, do you know what? I bet that stat would have looked even more ridiculous ten games ago because he's not been at his best this season. No, so I, I think can only imagine has been more the the yeah. front man, so to speak. So I can only imagine what that stat would look like ten games ago. But yeah, he's uh, he's it blows my mind that people aren't figuring him out yet. I think he has been found out that slightly this year, but he's still. Even in games where people try and keep him quiet, he still manages to run right and do something. Well, so. that's the joy of Liverpool. When they do keep it, when opposition do keep him quiet, they're still Firmino and they're still Mane. Yeah. Because people will talk about how their midfield lacks creativity, but they run at you for ninety minutes plus. Yeah. It's no, you don't get any letter with with those guys in the middle of the park. And I think Fabinho was by far. He was given the Sky Sports Man the match, but for me, I thought he was man of the match as well. Like he, he wasn't. He was involved in everything. Do you know what's more impressive about that uh, Salah start? It's directly involved in 52 goals in 44 Premier League games at Anfield. That's, oh dear. Oh, that, okay. So I've got my got me bits that, of That's wrong. just at home. Okay, fair enough. Okay, that's that even is, better. That that's is, even that better. We'll, we'll have yeah. that. Yeah, we'll we, that. we like that a lot. Um, and also, Salah, not Salah, Pep. This is now eight defeats against Klopp. He's not... He's lost more against Klopp than any other manager. It was 3-0 with uh, with five minutes gone in the second half. And that was Mane header. I've got to blame the keeper on that one. Uh, he is the... I think he is now joint top goal scorer for headers in the Premier League this season. Yeah, Chris Wood. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, Man like Chris yeah. Wood. We're, we're going to talk about Chris Wood later on in the show. Mane? I really like Chris 5-5? No, everyone's taller than me. So... Oh yeah, so yeah, five five is. And he, he scored sixteen Premier League goals at home this season uh, in twenty nineteen, and that's at least uh, three more than any other player. Yeah, is this what I mean? So when Salah's not really doing much, they've still got Mane. It was a wicked to... cross as well. It was Henderson, weren't yeah, it? Yeah, it. It's inviting. Um, he put think... his uh, he's put his Sunderland right with, right midfielder boots on this morning. However, 
the I'm gonna put it out there. The worst got mm, actually no because we talk about Roberto later. The second worst goalkeeper in the Premier League. What has Claudio Bravo done for that Mane goal? I don't, I don't know. I don't even think he knows what his name is. He's he's come, then he's stopped, then he's gone again, then he's decided he wants to jump up for the ball, but then he's gone. Oh, maybe I shouldn't. And the, I think the best thing about it all is, is the header's gone past him by about 100 mile an hour. And then, and then, <laughs> it dives after. And then three it's seconds like a FIFA later, glitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're messing around with your mates down the park and it goes horribly wide and you do the pretend dive to... Yeah, it's like, like a TV save or some it, it looked like that. It was so bad. He, uh, Claudio Bravo is an absolute clown. <laughs> Even his distribution today, just everything about his game was... That's what they brought him in for, really, wasn't it? Like, when they first signed him, it's like, oh, you know, we want Bravo. When they, the first season great. they brought Bravo in and they said that, I just remember what watching his first few games being like really and then I remember the game when he came out on um, two foot crunched Rooney and got away with it because of his yeah! awful, awful footwork and it's just <laughs> uh, he's, he's awful yeah. like, Claudio Bravo has got to be up there it is a shambles um, City did bring a goal back with Bernardo and I thought it was a well deserved goal great goal. finish lovely finish although Alisson at his near post do you think he'd be happy to be beaten there no he didn't really have a lot to do today so that's why I believe he's not in the world-class category because world-class goalkeepers do nothing for 77 minutes, 78 minutes and then pull off a worldie. That's why I put Gazaniga, I'm not saying he's world-class, but I'll, I'll, put him, I'll put him as one of the best goalkeepers in world football right now. I think it's, it's, I think it's really indicative of Liverpool this season and I think we said it at the, at the very start of the season, the first few games in that, they were, um, that you can get at them. Um, even Martin Tyler said at one point he was like, "Oh well, Liverpool always concede at home. You expect them to concede. Like you knew they were going to concede at least one today." And I just find that funny considering um, these are the same people that still lord Trent as the best right back in English football, mm. Robertson the best left back in world football, Van Dijk's Ballon d'Or nominee. So why are they, why are they expected to concede goals at home? Two words. Dayhan Lovren. No, that's not good enough. When when one of you back four, like I'm not having that. <laughs> no, I I I think. Liverpool shouldn't be conceding as many goals and not necessarily conceding as many goals it's more the nature of how they concede yeah. goals when you've got such an industrious central central midfield Fabinho uh, today was Wijnaldum had a ridiculous yeah, good game and uh, Henderson that isn't, those, those guys are going to run at you constantly 90 minutes going you are not going to have time to breathe so if they're doing that and the way that Liverpool's front three they attack they're, they're the first, first line of defence. They would attack anybody. They, yeah. The way they line up is how you want your back three to line up. Well, I think the thing today as well, um, even even at 3-0, when City decided they wanted to get back into the game, Firmino was on the edge of the box. Mm. Mane was in his box, mm-hmm. like tracking back. So like, it's, they must have genuinely, They I don't know what the stats, they must be one of the teams or the team that cover the most ground. Yeah, it has uh, to like, be. Their stamina is just has unreal. Uh, I'm just concerned for Liverpool in terms of if they get a big injury. I don't think they'll worry if they get an injury up front because Ox can play as part of that front three if he wants to. Uh, Shaqiri is nowhere to be seen at the moment, but he can get involved in that. Origi. I'm worried that if they lose Van Dijk or if they lose one or two of their central midfielders, if they do that, then there's, there's potential for issue there. But that's all that happened in the game today, wasn't it? So should we move on? Uh, <laughs> I, I really, I really, really, really wish that was the case. Um, okay, just quickly going what we were saying. Uh, Liverpool have conceded in nine consecutive matches for the first time since September uh, 2014 under Rodgers. Yeah. So, so it, it, it does show that they're not they're not on it defensively at the minute. But luckily, they they are that rock and roll football will score five. So what does it matter? Yeah. But yeah, yeah right on to. So the, the 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 premise of the first goal. So the first goal, Fabinho. Yes, fantastic finish. It came from uh, a Manchester City attack where Bernardo Silva crossed the ball in. Um, it's hit. No, it was. I think it was. Was it De Bruyne that crossed in? Because it hit Bernardo Silva. Oh, hit Bernardo Silva. And then yeah. and then. Uh, uh, listen, uh, I, I know there's going to be some very different uh, differing opinions on this. Um, I'm sure we're going to get some in the chat in a minute. Um, Right, for me, first of all, let's address the uh, unnatural... Like, it, they said it was a non... Un, actually, no, we won't talk about what they've said until we've decided what, we, what we've said. Yeah, that's um, fair. So the ball has struck Trent, mid-forearm, and I don't care how many replays or what replay you look, Trent has that arm. Yeah, if you're watching the show, his it, arm's like yeah, this. He has if you're that. listening to the show, his arm is out by his side. Imagine you're like directing traffic. Yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> He's got his arm out, it's hitting right on the forearm. Um, 
penalty for me all day. Mm-hmm. Um, not even just because I think it, he's intentionally put his arm out, but we've seen them given this season. Like that, they've got to be consistent with it, and we've seen them given. Naivety kicks in with three or four City players just completely stop in the box, mm-hmm. hands up, Aguero runs to the ref. Listen, even if they're going to VAR it, the ball needs to go out of play. Yeah. Now, I said to you on the way here, when, when Liverpool counter, someone take him out. Just chop him. Just get the ball out of play, get, get something. The fact that four of them stood there and just did nothing, and then it, it's stupid because then Liverpool countered, yeah. and then that for me, no, no goal goes in. a very similar in. situation in the Europa Nation, uh, uh, UEFA Nations League with Switzerland and Portugal, where yeah. Switzerland, they thought they had a penalty, it's gone at the other end, uh, Portugal have won a penalty, they've VAR'd it, they've had a look at the monitor, just saying, and they've gone down the other end and been like, oh no, Portugal, you haven't got the penalty, it's actually Switzerland. Yeah. So, the fact that it's gone to VAR, but within, it was only a split second, they looked at it and they were like, yeah, no, it, it's not that. It's, it's beyond belief, like, uh, it's not, it's not a, bias thing or that I don't like Liverpool or anything like that I just genuinely don't know week to week what the handball rule is now because that gets given and I know people are going to draw comparisons to this but there's the picture of the Sissoko one in the Champions League final side by side with yeah. the Trent one that's hit his armpit that's more of today was more of a handball than the one in the final Yeah. Um, and people are saying about that it's hit Bernardo Silva on the arm before it hits Trent Bernardo Silva is running away from the ball. Yeah. His arm is trailing and it's by his side and he has no There's clue no what's coming idea there. Whatsoever Trent, on the other hand, if you watch it, he puts his arm out. Yeah. I, I'm honestly absolutely flabbergasted. Yeah, Stockley Park have come out and uh, said a couple of words on this as well. They've, they've said that the... They haven't said anything about the arm being in a natural position. They said that the characteristics of the movement doesn't deem it enough to be turned over. Well, and I think... They're just making things up now. Stockley Park are uh, damage limitation. VAR, we're only, what, a third way into the season. has been a massive flop. Mm-hmm. Um, even in just in the last few weeks, it's been... it's been what That's the only thing we're talking about. Yeah. We're not talking about the goals. We're not talking about people's performances. Every single time a game finishes, no matter whether it's a televised game or it's not, it's VAR they're talking about. This when, is, this is it's, that's it's, why I thought, you know what, today, what we'll do, we'll actually talk about the football side of the, uh, of the element. Um, but then, unfortunately, we end up having to come back to VAR and it's starting to... It's doing my head in, to be honest, but it's almost like we can't progress, not just us on to the top, us progress in football until they sort it out. It, it's so divisive as well because you'll have, you'll have fans saying that, oh, it's not, that's not a penalty for me. And th- that's the thing, like... Even in Sky Sports in the studio, they've got. Look at the quality of football minds they've got in there. Roy Keane, Graham Sunez, Mourinho, company. company. Instead of talking about the, the, the tactical like, nuances of the game or talking about people's performances, they've got all five of them arguing over VAR. Mm. And it, that the whole point of VAR was to stop this from happening, but and then, it's made it ten times worse. You know, I've never been a fan of VAR. But oh, in oh, a way, do you think that it's quite cool that it is here now? Because we thought that these arguments were going to completely stop. It's like, oh, well, we'll go VAR. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's obvious. And now there's still... There's probably more talking points about it now but, since, since it's come in because of all the glitches that are happening with it. The annoying thing is it was, it was brought in to stamp out... Th- things like offside, right? Penalties and handballs, that's still subjective. Offsides... How they are still getting it wrong using technologies where they're drawing lines mm. and they're still getting it wrong. And then so yeah, talk to me about the the second goal then. Uh, so- <laughs> Listen, so- <laughs> uh, it took right. So that that went in on the thirteenth minute. Yeah. Um, not one single VAR replay. Yeah. Um, looked it looked offside to me at the time. I, yeah, I really thought it was offside, but it, it's baffling. And this is no conspiracy. Well, I've not got tinfoil hat on. It's not conspiracy. It's just baffling that in the Sheffield United game, which we will come to, but in the Sheffield we'll, United we'll go game... We'll to that game next, but if you want to continue... In, in the yeah. Sheffield United game, his his the fibre of the material on his boot is probably overhanging the line. I don't even think it is of Dyer's shoulder. I think he's onside. Mm. And they were subjected to three minutes, 40... Three minutes and 47 seconds. Of... VAR review, which it's 
this is this is mathematical though this is that is where the software draws the line blah 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 three minutes 40 something nothing on the screen in the stadium to tell the fans what's going on yeah um we've also seen the problem with the offside VAR is we've seen a, a, listen one frame that is like a, a millisecond yeah changes the whole thing but it's still when the ball was played so I don't believe the Sheffield United one is really offside but why were they subjected to five minutes of VAR and the Liverpool goal straight in, don't straight in go, yeah, and, and it took game. it took until the 31st minute mm-hmm. for Sky Sports to even show the replay of the Salah goal it just uh, adds uh, like a level of controversy it's like you know when you see a really bad injury they don't show a replay yeah. straight away because it's like oh we don't want to show yeah, that exactly. because something yeah. about it and that's what it looked like on there again that's not Tim Fulham that's not me saying like, it is for me it is for me all day because I'm not happy with it I, I think it, this is not me having a dig at Liverpool by the way because Liverpool are going to win the league this year yeah of course yeah, we said at the start but of the season the amount of decisions that have gone their way in I would say it feels like it's underhanded so the the penalties that they've had the offside decisions, you know, it's just it all just seems a little bit, you know, when we've not, if this was Man United 2007, 2008, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's Man United, yeah. they get away with it. But this is now with technology involved, so therefore they shouldn't be getting these decisions wrong. Uh, that's what this is, that is what's yeah. irking everyone. That is, like, it's so oh, hard to not swear on this show it, since VAR's come in. If this was last season and there were nine points clear and they'd, they'd won the Leicester game with a Mane dive. And they'd won this game with this circumstances, etc., etc. I take it on the chin because refs are only human at the end of the day. Stuff does get missed. Players do dive. Players do cheat, and they do bend the rules. Mm. Last year, now when we have video replay technology, and there is someone sitting in a room watching what we're watching, yeah, and they're still getting it wrong. And I'm not just talking about this game. I'm talking about. Last week, I'm talking about the week before, yeah. the week before that, the mm. week every single weekend. Yeah. Not only has there been VAR controversy, there's been VAR mistakes. Yeah, and that's that's where it's going wrong. Um, because we actually want to talk about football on today's show, I'm going to flip to yesterday's game, and that is the other one that did involve uh, VAR uh, controversy. Cont- controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Spit out, Gav. Um, Tottenham won, Sheffield United won. Now, before we actually talk about the game, Sheffield United, man, they are such a breath of fresh air. I must say, though, they've only scored 13 goals in the Premier League this season. They've only conceded nine, though, and they're currently in fifth place um, on, on 17 points. They're in that next pack of, of teams uh, alongside uh, Arsenal, Man United, Wolves, Bournemouth, Burnley, that sort of region. We're all... That's quite a nice little league, that is, one, yeah. actually, um, developing. Um, Tottenham, no wins in the last five Premier League games now. Um... There's, 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 there's. Issues. Freefall, mate. Yeah. It's freefall. Um, this is literally like when the f- the first uh, signs of rot started setting in under Jose for us. Yeah, it, it's it look that's what it looks like. Um, players seem to not turn up to games. Mm. Ericsson again missing. Uh, he's just uh, uh, it's baffling. There must go. there must become a point now where he needs to just drop him. Yeah, uh, just just. Show him who's boss, sort of thing, because he is just stinking up the joint every. Yeah. But the thing is, he's so good. He is that. He is that good that you shouldn't really want to drop him. But the thing is, he doesn't want to be there, and it's clear he doesn't want to be there. So if he doesn't want to be there, you can't play him. And I think that's what Pe- what Pochettino is trying to do. He doesn't want to necessarily involve um, Ericsson. He doesn't want to involve the two the two uh, Belgians in in Alderweireld and, and Vertonghen. But he hasn't. We said it last week. We say we said we've been saying this since Tottenham came third in the two horse race. They've arguably got the best starting eleven, man for man, yeah. in the Premier League. But they've got nothing else. So they've got nothing else behind, and that's where that's where the issues lie. Apart from in goal, and Gazaniga once again stepped up and had an absolutely fire game. Uh, yeah, I would I would say um, I don't know whether. Um, We've got we've got two Tottenham fans currently watching, um, Stuart and David. And I'd mm. a, I'd ask you, um, I'll get to that comment in a minute, Stu. But I want to ask you and David: Is Poch his his reliance on still playing Ericsson and then not wanting to play out of Ireland and Vertonghen? 
is that sort of a cutting your nose off to spite your face sort of thing? Is he is he damaging the team by trying to prove points? Because again, I don't want to make it about us. Jose did that with us yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. to a lot of players, mm. and it, it seems at the minute that that is kind of the level of toxicity going on at Tottenham. Yeah, I think where they they let me down a lot as a football fan. Everyone knows I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm also a football fan. And football comes first. I don't care what anyone says. And people can say, oh, we're not a pretty proper Arsenal fan. I'll tell you what, screw you. I watch football for football and I love it. Here, here. Lucas Moura, why do they not look at him as and get him to feature in more games? I don't understand that mentality. Um... They keep, when they do play him, they play him as almost like a false nine. He could do that job in behind. So if you're going to play him in behind, like Daly Alley's starting to try and find a little bit of form. You know, he did well last week. Um, Son is Son. He's now scored five goals in the last five games. And prior to the, his previous five goals, were in across 18 games. So he's definitely finding his form again. You know, just like, get Lucas Moore involved in that. He can he can find those dangerous passes. He knows what he's doing I there. And Don Bele can run a midfield. He's shown that when he's at Lyon. But they're not doing that. They're making him sit way too deep I, I think and the, not getting him involved in the The problem play. is, and again, David and Stuart, tell me if I'm wrong. I think I think the problem is um, with with Spurs, you, you'd be you'd be shoehorning too many attacking players in because you wouldn't be able to start with Undombele, Sissoko, Lucas, Son, Kane, Eriksen, yeah, Ali. Yeah, I get that. Like, I, get that. I, I think if anything, they've got too many attacking options. But then, if you're going to do that, why don't you just go three at the back? Because that can work. Go three at the back, but then they haven't got the clientele. That's exactly. Like yeah, da- David. So, yeah. David just said uh, they haven't got the players. Hopefully, they can do something in January, but not, not much hope under Levy, and that is true. Um, and they can't play more or Son, and Son is better. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate, but but that's the thing. Honestly, um, would you in your team would you rely on a defensive midfield pairing of Sissoko and Winks or Undombele and Winks? I'm an Arsenal fan, Cotton. No, I can't answer no, that. No, 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 but exactly. I wouldn't be happy relying on that. And if you, I, mean, I, I, I like Harry Wink. Yeah, but if you, that's what I'm saying. If you, if you wanted to shoehorn all those attacking players in, you'd have to have one or two in midfield. And yeah. it, Sissoko's not defensively sound enough to leave him on his own. Mm. I don't know if Winks is. And Dumbley likes to go box to box. And which then to leave you with Dyer. Uh, do you want to play direct CDM? Mm. Are there answers you question yeah. one more or can't get in, unfortunately? Yeah, it's, it's a shame. And as I say, like, it might sound like... I don't know what it's meant to sound like, but it's a shame that what is going on at Tottenham, I want I want them to... I want, I want Arsenal, Tottenham, United to be back up there doing what they're doing. I love the idea of teams like Leicester being in around what's happening at the moment, but... It's, uh, do you know it's, what? It's in the... It's in, the league, you it's, know, it's, it's cliche. me out. At it's a, a cliche, but it's the changing of the guard by the looks of it. It does look like it. It's worrying. It, um, quickly, just before we move on, I know we've waffled on about that for a bit, but it does seem that this season, it seems the teams, Leicester, Sheffield United, the teams with more team cohesion and a squad atmosphere are doing much better than the teams that have spent. Yeah, I know. It's bad, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Gus and Eager, as I said, that's, that's my boy. Um, Lundstrom, Lundstrom hit the woodwork. Yep. as well. That I thought that was well, is on form at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. You know, he's loving, loving, loving the goals. All Sheffield United first half, that was Yeah, they were all they were all over them. Honestly, they looked they back to front they just look so solid and they're one of those teams that they don't I don't think they have like a standout superstar in the squad. No, they haven't. But they all they all give you an eight out of ten. Yeah. So the the, the what is it, the sum of many is greater than the whatever. But they, the, the way they play together, go the pen is mighty sword. No, no, the way they play together is it, it just outweighs the fact that they haven't got world class in air quotes players. Very true. It was a defensive error though, which uh, which led it to sure was. The, the first goal, and that was on that was on fifty eight minutes. That was the first shot that Tottenham had on on on, on target in the game. But it was an it was a, yeah defensive error. Son showed why he's so good at the moment. Yeah, you know what he's he's banging for. I'm loving. This is the Son that we saw last season, which got him in the football writers conversation in the first place. McGoldrick equalised. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Because he scored a good goal. Yeah, with, with the tap in. Lovely. Um, four minutes later. Well, three minutes, 47 seconds. And uh, we, we, I mean, we've already been yeah, through it. Been Listen, what, what are you saying? Offside, onside? 
Onside. 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 There's nothing wrong with it. Bulldogs cross misses everybody. It stood out that one. So um, that that's what that's what got the got the equaliser. Everyone thought it was Basham who got on the end of it, but it wasn't. And then Hendo had a really good save from Lucas Moura's strike right at the death, which could have won the game for Tottenham. But then that leaves them in their last five um, with two defeats and three draws. Which just isn't isn't Tottenham. It isn't Tottenham at all. Um, let's flip back to today's games. Um, one game in particular. This will not take very long. Really, really, honestly, won't take very long. Wolverhampton Wanderers two, Aston Villa one. Really let down by Aston Villa today because yeah. I needed two more corners. Oh yeah, I saw twenty-two to one. Yeah, yeah so I'm a Tottenham Ming's yellow card. Yeah, I'm a Raul Jimenez goal, and uh, yeah, Villa, you done my head, mate. So. Um, don't want to talk about it for too long. <laughs> so I'm going to talk more about Wolves. And um, Wolves, they've they've sort of found their form again, haven't they? After yeah. that victory against Watford, which is truly deserved, a 2-0 win over Watford. Um, since then, their form is, is is like completely flips around because that was a 19th and 20th yeah. relegation six-pointer early doors. And since then, Wolves are now on a five-game... Well, unbeaten streak. So it's been going on for some time. But their last five... Two two wins and, and three draws. And that's propelled them right up the league. They're now in eighth position. And in and around the mix of that next league, as I said, like there's a new league yeah. that's happening. They haven't scored the many goals this season, though. No, 16 goals, 15 conceded, but they're, they're all right. They're happy doing what they're doing. Um, the first goal, it actually came from the, the Ming's yellow card, which got me well on my way to my request to bet. Um, training ground move. Yeah, lovely. Oh, you know, um, Jamu's free kick. He squared it and shock. <laughs> shock. Ruben Neves scored from outside the box. He's That's a... eleven goals he scored for Wolves. Eight of those have been outside the box. The other three were pens. He's a freak. <laughs> Honestly, as as soon as as soon as the ball was rolled out and I saw it was Neves there, it's like. Go, oh, make, yeah. go make yourself a cup of tea. You don't need to see the outcome. Yeah, I'm we already telling know you, it's, exactly it's, what's going to happen. The onion bag is rustling. That's that's the end. That's all you need to know. Very, very true. Um, so that, that was that game. And so, the, other oh, game no, the second goal was one of the most... Um, Raul Jimenez's goal. It was just the most pace-merchant goal I've ever seen in my life. Adama Troye just, just shrugging everyone off, gets to the byline, because he's faster than that's everyone true. on the planet... Easy cutback. Right, right oh, what the I face. loved about that, my missus was watching the game with me, and like she's not really into her football. We mentioned her a couple of times on the show. She's more of a rugby girl, but she was like, "Hmm, that was, that was actually right." I was like, "Yeah." Like she was able to understand and identify exactly what Raheem and was doing. He was marked by three different players there, and he just as soon as that ball was about to get cut in, he took a step back, twelve yards out, first time, bam, done. Two well, I would, I would argue that that's the pro- uh, also one of the problems of that goal as a defender, because as you just said there, he was marked by three players. True, but and what, still managed the, to score. The, the thing is with that is. That's, I think that's excellent centre forward. Play. Oh no, it is. No, that, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm... The fact is, he's identified what's happening. He knows what's going to what, where that ball's going to be going. Yeah. So, oh, drop back. There I am. Bosh. Goal. But but that's the thing. If it, if there's one person marking someone and there's good movement from a forward, understandable. When there's three people hovering around the ball and you've all been you've all been duped by a twelve yard like step back. Like no they, they've conceded many a goal, haven't they? Yeah. In the last ten minutes of games, Aston Villa. Aston Villa are now just one place above the relegation zone. They've got they're three points above it, but you know there's three three defeats on the spin now. So that, that, that means that a John be... McGinn move in the January transfer window. Yeah. To. Dortmund. Um, <laughs> there was a, there was a consolation, not deserved in my opinion. Trezeguet strike uh, with technology you, as a benefit. Cause we love goal line. We Tre- love Trezeguet's line. doing really good considering he's 41, 42? How old was he when he left Juventus? Well, oh, I think he was about 48 when he mm. left Juve. Um, the other game today was Manchester United 3, uh, Brighton 1. Yay! Woo! <laughs> I know. Honestly, we're, we're going out, out. It's like uh, it's like Alan Hutton scored. Yeah, uh, the thing is as well, it wasn't... Actually, no, it was a pretty good performance today. I know people will just say it's Brighton and they haven't been particularly great today and whatnot. But... Well, Brighton are up there a little bit. You know, they've three wins from their last five games. They've, they've had a little bit of a turnaround, Brighton have. So that's, I think that could have been a potential banana skin. If, that was, right, if you played against them three, four weeks ago... I think you're losing that. I think the thing as well is, after the game midweek, and again, uh, I know it was only Europa League, but things seemed to click in that game that also clicked in this game. James, Martial, Rashford playing together is mm. horrific. It's it, They're all electric. I think the problem is, 
I really worry that we rely on countering too much. But listen, we've got three points. That at the minute, that's all we need. We need to keep climbing that table. And there was there was a few good goals and a few good team goals. Uh, Marcus Rashford though can't can't bag tappings, can he? Uh, it's honestly driving me mental and I know we don't usually cover Europa League but if anyone, if anyone would have seen the United game midweek in the Europa League yeah. he's scored an absolute screamer missed four sitters to do it <laughs> and, and just like today it's it's a great finish for his goal well I say that it's not even on target because it's hit the bar yeah it's, well, a, it's a great finish playing World Cup 98 and then that would well, that would be on target it's a great finish for his goal yeah, the old N64 back out but before that I think we might be getting ahead of ourselves but there was l- literally and I don't say open goal as in I'm not exaggerating I'm annoyed that he missed it. Literally an open goal. Mm. And he has managed to, to drag it wide. That is snatching defeat from the jaws of victory sort of thing. Yeah. But luckily it wasn't it wasn't too um, important in the end. Over the years, Manchester United have had a lot of good goal scorers. You know, let's go through some names. Uh, Wayne Rooney, record goal scorer. In, in, and especially in the Premier League era. Um, Berbatov. Berbatov, yeah. Um, own goal. 68 yeah, yeah. goals for you guys yeah. now. 68. Oh, I think that's rough to take it off. Of McSauce. McSauce. Yeah. I honestly do. But it doesn't matter. Like At the minute, I'll take home goals. It is what it is. Any victory at the moment for United is good. I would love to it's be able horrible, to... It's up. horrible that we're in that situation. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. I don't know who's worse. Is it Arsenal? Is it United? One, is it Spurs? One thing I will say is I absolutely dug out Andreas Pereira last week. And I'm about to do the same again. He, he scored. It's a deflection. It doesn't matter. That should be the own goal. That's more of an own goal than the McTominay one. Yeah. Um, but Andreas Pereira is. That is one of our main problems. The minute we get Pogba back or someone, someone to fill the creative role, because okay, we know it's not Lingard at this point. Mm. But Pereira, his decision making is what some of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. Like he, he's half decent footballer. There's something there that he could be. Good. The I problem keep is, thinking he's nineteen, twenty. He's twenty-four. He's not. He's yeah. He's, he's about well. I, yeah, I, I say it confidently. Is he around that age? And sometimes his passing is good. So, like you can play him in a, in a wide array of positions in the midfield as well. But then when it comes to the final pass, the, the final shot, the mm-hmm. final cross, it, it, it's atrocious. Yeah. And I, I feel bad for digging him out, even though he won. But someone has to take a yeah. Someone has to take a moan from me. Uh, we conceded. Yeah. When don't we? Yeah, true. Like, there's, yeah. Uh, again, there's not too much to talk about. Yeah, that 12 game. goals conceded in 12 games he played so far this season. But, you know, it's it, it's starting to it's starting That's to not change. that bad when you look at everyone else's against. It's not that bad. Uh, only yeah, Sheffield well, it's, it's, United, Leicester. Uh, and Liverpool. Yeah, Leicester United. Um, well, yeah, Leicester. Sheffield Liverpool, Liverpool. Sheffield United. Yeah, the only teams that have conceded uh, more goals. So, yeah, it's like... Conceded less. Less sorry, yeah. Yeah, but then um, you look at our four, and then there's not many teams that have scored less than us. So. Yeah, true. Even uh, even Norwich aren't too far behind on goals scored. Um, talk about our teams. So that's United complete. Yep. Happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy. Three yeah, points. Three um, points. Good. It was actually a good performance. It so. was. It was. It was can't, quite a good can't performance. I must say. Um, Leicester two, Arsenal nil. It's a weird one this game because well, I'm not saying I'm a Leicester fan. I'm not. But when I was like 18, 19, I used to go with my, my pal Glenn Smith. Um, being under the age of 21 at the time, I used to get tickets for a fiver. So I used to go watch them every other week in the championship in in, um, in League One when they were there as well. When they had players like Ian Hume, loved him. I've always got a soft spot for Leicester. But at the same time, when they're playing against my boys, I'm not really... Rooting for him. No, um, but eight wins from twelve uh, from ten for Leicester now, and just two wins in the last ten for Arsenal. You know things need to change massively. Do you know? Uh, do you know? What I think uh, one thing, just a little, little tangent, but it is very to do with this game as well. I've, I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans because obviously everyone wants to get rid of Emery at the minute, mm-hmm. and people saying, well, "Never mind him in the first place." Well, maybe we should get Rodgers. Listen. Us as Manchester United fans and Arsenal fans, teams like us, even Tottenham, we we don't have that arrogance anymore where we can just assume that Brendan Rodgers is going to leave Leicester for Arsenal well, this or, is leave, or leave someone for us. This it is doesn't work like that. We were talking that. about like, Madison, oh yeah, oh, Man United are going to go in for Madison and Chilwell. What, what are they going to yeah, leave? Exactly. Oh, Maguire is currently sat there going, 
man, I could be jamming with right now. You know, like, you don't want to be at United. Well, he does, because he's getting paid a good whack. To be, to be but, fair, I'm, I'm kind of sat here wishing he was still playing football with Sainchu, if I'm perfectly honest. Man, Sainchu's such a boy, man. I love him. Arsenal changed their formation this time round. They went for a three at the back, which I've been actually asking for. I don't like three at the back, you know this. But what it looked like to, um, on, on Saturday was, oh, these are the players that we've got available... Uh, what we'll do we'll just uh, put this person here and put that person there there was still no shape and there's no pressing this is Emery who's banging on about oh yeah pressing game this that and the other now I've got something I was talking to um, a, a guy on LinkedIn the other day and I was on a good little chat with him and he was like oh you know right um, I really like I really really like Emery you know he was a good gaffer he won the, he won the league uh, he won the Europa League three times I was like okay yeah Brilliant. Yeah. So, my argument is, yes, you won the Europa League three times on the spin. Fantastic. Where did you, you finish in the league those seasons? Fifth, fifth, seventh. He then goes over to PSG. He's... He had a bad time there as well. The first season, don't get me wrong, that's when Monaco had their pretty decent side. I read everyone there. But the second year... He tried so hard not to win the league and only just like got over the line. Not having him, but not taking anything away from Leicester. Leicester are one of the best sides in the Premier League this year. Yeah. Their league position shows it. Their, the, the clientele shows it. They've conceded eight goals in the Premier League this year. That's mad. That is the best defence of record. That is yeah. the best defence. They are loving life. Absolutely loving life. But like Arsenal, bereft of confidence. Ganduzi on silent shoe. Why is that not a pen? I don't know. I, again, I just don't know anymore. I don't know what the refs are thinking. I don't know what the the people at Stockley Park are thinking. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they're making up as they go along. Ober did break the, the, the deadlock, but he was offside and he knew it as well. Yeah. He didn't try and like, uh, moan about that. That didn't need any VAR. That was absolutely fantastic assistant refereeing. Um, Vardy opened the scoring with his goal. That's his 20th goal in 22 games under Brendan Rodgers. We were talking about this in our in our little group. Now you thought it was a good move, and I am yeah. I'm not happy about it at all. That's four because for me, I'm looking at four static Arsenal players. It's like a square around uh, Ricardo, yet he's still able to find a move, find, find a pass, and I just think that's just absolutely disgusting. It's it's just not right. I'm on I'm on the fence. It is it is poor defending. We're well, not on the fence. I'm swaying more towards it was a good move. But I can see I can see your frustrations. The defending was very static and zonal. Yeah. Um, but it, well, there was good. There was I'm good, not taking anything away from the finish. There was good. There was good. Um, good build up. Good good passing. There was a little flick in there. I think it had it all. Yeah. Um, and then um, the game was clinched with with uh, with our boy. Yeah. We love Madison, don't we? Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he, he, he. That was a Vardy layoff as well. Vardy is he banging the form again? Get back in the England side, man. But, but maybe in. he's playing better because he hasn't got. So now these these two weeks, he's got time to recoup. He's got time to. Yeah. But, but don't forget Skulls. How long does Skulls play till he was 36, 37? Yeah, because his yeah, career was, was able to be prolonged. Exactly. Maybe maybe he's thinking. Along those lines. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal had one shot on target in that whole game. Anyway, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on from there. Um, Hold uh, on. Uh, whoa, whoa, you're not getting away that easily. Whoa, what? Emery out? I never wanted him in the first place. No, no, I'm asking you now, Emery out. Get, get out on my curve. Okay, no, I just wanted to... I swear, I've seen, I've seen gaffers on race course pitch 12. I just wanted a clean answer. No, that's fine. I don't want him. Sorry, mate, but see ya. Um, good evening. Uh, good evening. Uh, welcome to Two Up Top. Uh, <laughs> right, our, ran, well, our regular section of the show, the What Are Everton section. Um, Southampton 1, Everton 2. It's their first away win. What are Everton? Way, I'm so confused what they are. Southampton, though, now have now conceded 21 goals in their first six home games. That is the worst record. That is the worst record in the top flight since Blackpool in the early 1930s. Ooh. Yeah, it's not good. Um, although Danny Ings, loving life, is. Um, so the first goal was from um, Tom Davis. I love Tom Davis, by the way. One of many headers that were seen to be scored this week. Header, header o'clock. Uh, really was. Um, Holgate's flick header, which created 
beheaded for that, which is uh, pretty cool. I've still got that. We've had a good time. Um, right, so, yeah, Danny Ings won, uh, made it one apiece. A six and seven for Danny Ings. Um, Booth House Defective Cross found him. But this is the most amount of goals he's scored for any club in the top flight. And how much did he go for? Like 20 million? Something like that. It's scandalous, scandalous. Danny Ings is a fraud. I know he's got like injuries and like, no, injuries no, I'm and that, but no, I'm, I'm, not. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not overly, overly buying it. Um, Paul Soul. Um, right, Yemi Mina made a challenge on Gnepo. It sort of like robbed him off the ball a little bit. No pen was given, but then Gnepo did the same thing on Sidibe, and then the free kick was given. Yeah, because why not? Because what does it matter anymore? Because it's the cliche of if it's in the box, it's not a foul. If it's in the middle of the park, it's a foul. Did VAR even look at the meaner incident? No, what what upsets me the most is that he got a yellow card for the challenge as well. <laughs> Honestly, the inconsistency. I think that we understand that refs and linos are, well, assistant referees, sorry. Yeah, are, well, 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 yeah. Are only human. But it is just the inconsistency. Like, one week it's a, it's a nailed on pen, the next week it's not. One week it's a definite yellow, like it's the most, it's, it, like it, it couldn't be anything other than a yellow. The next week it's not even a foul. I just, yeah. It's, it's so frustrating. It's it's really, it's, yeah, it's, it's getting beyond a joke. Um, Sadibe's cross did find uh, Richardson late on in the game. That was a, that made it two. Good one. finish. What? Yeah, okay, in, in the subsection of what are Everton, oh, what is Richardson? Yeah, that is that's how it is, isn't it? It's is like, he a striker? It's a, it's, a two, it's a two part. It's a two part bit, isn't it? Every time with uh, with Everton, is he a striker? Is he a winger? I don't think he knows. I, don't I, think I, I genuinely don't think he knows. I don't know what like when when he's when he's in possession. He's looking around thinking, who's in the box? It's like, oh yeah, sorry mate, it's meant to be me. But then he's not getting the service. Is he like, too good to be at Evan? Yeah. Yeah, I really think he is. I think he's got everything he can to play anywhere in that front four. If you want to call it like like centre mid, dark directly through the middle, or the three in behind. He could do any of those roles, but it feels like Everton is having to do all of those roles. Yeah. Because when we've seen it so many times already this season, where... Everton will be struggling, so they're like, right, okay, Iwobi, Moses Kane, yeah. <laughs> Cavett-Lewin, uh, Richarlison, um, Bernard. Bernard, you know, Walcott. Walcott, you know, right, go get a goal. And it's like, mm, what? <laughs> that doesn't work, um, because you've got nothing behind you. And it just feels like he has to do the job of all of those, and he's not able to... Uh, going on this game, I... Genuinely, I genuinely believe, and I, I feel wholeheartedly sorry for him. I think that's Ralph Hasenhutl's last game as Southampton manager. I'm not even lying. How Arsenal are playing right now, I'll take Ralph Hasenhutl. But there's the, we've got the two week break. I think if they if they were going to pull the trigger, now is a good time. Now you've got two weeks to find the new gaffer to come in. Get get or five get six it. weeks of game time and yeah. then use your January window to spend some wedge but I think it's end of the road for him unfortunately which I don't think it's been his fault I think that they've got a very poor team they are they are a selling team yeah. any any bit of class that comes through there other than Nathan Redmond they sell they, they, well he didn't even come from there did he so no um, that's only one point at home for Southampton do you know who they got their point against Arsenal no who Man United oh god <laughs> Oh no, I didn't have it. Best of guards, Heather, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I knew it was one of us. Oh, it's so bad. So, so bad. Um, right. Um, Friday's game saw Norwich rooted to the bottom of the league now. And Watford picked up their first win of the season. And not just their first win of the season. They're the 91st team in the, in the, in the Football League to finally pick up a point. And they are also, a goal, uh, a win. Sorry, also the lowest scoring in the Premier League by quite some way. Watford are a terrible, terrible team. Eight goals this season. What is that? Uh, it's, it's certainly not survival form. No, it's not. I, I yeah, it's going again. Honestly, right. Um, we're just going to run with it. And whoever it is, I'll call you back when I'm done. Um, so yeah, Timmy Pukki. Now that's no goals. In, in seven games. This is the worst run he's had in a Norwich it's shirt. been found out. I don't think he was that good in the first place. It's not that he wasn't that I'm good. I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. Because someone's going to come back and find oh. the line. Timmy Pukki, we all deal game week two. And I'm like, yeah, Timmy Pukki's the boy. He is so, good, yeah. but let me tell you, 
that playing against Van Dyke and the likes is a lot different to playing against Pontus Janssen. Yeah. So, I, I, I agree. Um, Watford went out with a 5-5 formation. Don't let anyone mug you off and try and tell you it was that a is a 5-3-2. Because when you're starting your game and your strikers are Ricardo Pereira and um, uh, and Gerard Delefeu, who's obviously going to win a Ballon d'Or now um, because he bagged after 76 seconds. But that is that, they're, they're, they're attacking midfielders. They're, they're not forwards. Well, I'd say... Dale Lafayette is a, a right winger. Right winger. And so, Pereira, yeah. so Pereira right played, winger is a midfielder. Pereira played centre mid for Juve a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, he is, yeah. So I don't, yeah, they went with a 5 5 formation. That is worse than Scotland against Czech Republic when they went with a 4 6. Um, 76 seconds they took to open the scoring, though. Um, Hilarity ensued with that goal, though. Uh, banter at Buendia. What yeah. was he meant to be doing? Like, obviously, I've seen better defender Hackney Marshes. Um, <laughs> lots of work to do still, though. I must give. I'll, I'll give him that. So he's he's gone. He's gone. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I can't trying, justify it. No, uh, Cabasani got a yellow card. Well deserved. Could have got a red card. But did that first challenge. Uh, Andre Gray was back heel to make it two 0 Then Cabasani on Dermich. You're on the yellow card. I oh, know it's crazy. What are you doing? I don't understand footballers sometimes. It. Footballers, but that's the thing as well. I know, I know they were two. Well, they were two up when he got sent, weren't, weren't they? Yeah, they still had about 20 25 minutes left. Why even put your team in that sort of situation where when you haven't won a game all exactly, season, exactly, and you've only bagged eight goals all season? You know, it's, it's, it's immaturity. I think mm. he, he definitely could have saved himself a ban and the red for that. Yeah, it's not like their squad is, is peppered with talent. Either so, yeah, that's Watford. They're, they're uh, three points behind Aston Villa. Um, Villa on a three-game losing streak, though. They are indeed. It's a shame because Villa. I really like Dean Smith, and I like what Villa are doing. They just can't close games out. Um, one team that have had a bit of a fall from grace after beating Manchester United is West Ham, and that was Burnley three. West Ham United, nil. No wins in the last five for West Ham. Four losses and a draw. Yeah. Uh, That's relegation. Six games. Six games without a, without a win. Um, that is relegation. That is relegation form. form. They're, they're, they're not going anywhere. They circle they'll, they'll the drain right. every year and it drives me mental. because I, I just have this irrational hatred for West Ham. It's what, what makes me laugh, though, is that Man United are in seventh place on 16 points. And West Ham are in 16th place on 13 I'm really enjoying that mini league. But, but, you, but not because I'm an Arsenal. With fan. some of the teams in that mini league, you can see some of them are in the ascendancy. Okay, Tottenham are on Tottenham, Tottenham, level. Tottenham are not going to end the season. No, no, Tottenham, yeah, that, Tottenham are on level points of Everton, but that, they are not in the same. They're not in the same category. No, no, they will. They, they will separate between each other. Yeah, soon. Spurs will. Spurs will find their feet. They'll be back up to where they need to be. They'll be fine. But West Ham. It was only after that Man United victory where they were going. Ooh. They're not just top six contenders. They might be top four contenders. <laughs> you know, it's like, look, we're having a Guinness while we're doing the show tonight, but I think they've had a few more ales in the couple exactly. of Guinness. And, um, and they've, yeah, they've been on the loopy juice, for sure. Tell um, you what, come January, they're talking about top six, top four. Come January, West Ham might never be in Europe ever again. What was that? What was Brexit. That? Hey! <laughs> that's my, my one push that, Yeah, that's it. What? <laughs> Um, Woods and Barnes back on it together. Love it. Um, Roberto, how good of a goalkeeper is Roberto? Right, so I, I alluded, I alluded to it earlier in Claudio Bravo. <laughs> Roberto is the worst goalkeeper since Massimo Taibi that I've seen in the Premier League. Well, Taibi weren't a bad goalkeeper. He's made a couple of bad mistakes. I'm talking about the Premier League, though. Yeah, I'm talking about Premier Taibi League. Taibi only had one game and we shipped him back off to Parma. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you who he... I'd rather, I'd rather have... An out of form Almunia. I'd rather have Lanzini with his injury at five foot five in the net. Well, there's one goalkeeper that's been like rate, getting rave reviews all week, and that's Carl Walker. Yeah, exactly. Why don't they yeah. sign him? Exactly. Most third, well, third or fourth most expensive goalkeeper in history. Yeah, and he kept a clean sheet. Yeah, you know. So 
this is one thing that Ricardo. Oh, the, oh there was one of, the, one of the goals in this game was absolutely hilarious. We'll, we'll, we'll go through. We'll go through it nicely before we um, before we. Uh, was that <laughs> the third goal? Was yeah, it? We'll, oh, okay. we'll, we'll absolutely hammer him in a moment. Um, Barnes back in the score sheet. It's his first goal since August. Remember in August we were going, oh, he should be in for the England squad. He's what? not Austrian. Don't worry about it. Get him in the England yeah, exactly. squad. Exactly. He's not. He's not actually allowed to play for Austria because um, something to do with the Austrian FA. They didn't really enjoy what he was doing there. But uh, yeah. Um, in the build-up of that goal, that came from a corner, but it should have been a goal kick. Very blatantly as well. It's bad. It's horrific. It's, it's but again, surely, is that where the... Can't, bar, can't get involved in those. Is it? Can it not? Nope. But that's clear and obvious. No, because um, once the corner's been given, you can't go back to it because the... But surely the ball's gone out of play. ball's gone out of play. No one's going to var it. This is why I want challenge players to come in. This yeah, is that, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, Wood... Chris Wood got a header, absolute bullet header. Yeah, monster. Um, it was. Um, and, yeah, from McNeil's cross, incredible. Var talked it off. I forgot there was Var in that game. Yeah, there was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, staying 1 0, but then, um, yeah, Ricardo's power. Oh, that was a thumping header as well. It like, was, yeah. that, that was that reminded me of like a young collar. Yeah. You know, proper, like Dortmund Steaming 1997 in, yeah. young collar. Um, and that high vis. Yeah, with the. Co- big old C. Yeah, big old C yeah, in the middle. Yeah. No one knew what it meant. Um, Roberto. Is a great goalkeeper, and he played a lovely pass to Fredericks, who wasn't expecting it. Um, missed missed <laughs> touch, and oh. um, yeah, it fell into the path of, of McNeil, who crossed it in for Wood to make it definitely two 0 That's the closest I've ever been to swearing, and it wasn't out of anger. It's just remembering the throw and the touch. Yeah, it's like, like a almost, Christ alive. Yeah, yeah. We can say that we get away with yeah, Christ but alive. A, a non a non family friendly version of Christ alive. Um, Chris Wood has now got. A hundred percent record against West Ham. Five games he's played and he's scored in every single game. That is the best record of any striker who's played a minimum of five games. Well, uh, any player in the Premier League era ever. Period. I like him. He's just. We had this conversation uh, about like whether they, he can bag like fifteen, twenty goals. Probably can't. But between him and Barnes, I reckon they'll be able to score enough goals to keep him to keep him ticking over. I like right I like him at Burnley because while he's at Burnley, it means he can't score goals for Leeds anymore. So I appreciate that. There's nothing wrong with Leeds United, is there? Adam Harrelau. There Harrelau. is lots. <laughs> um, then goal number three, Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, go on. What's he doing? I, 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 for, those, for those who haven't seen it, I would like Gav to do a play-by-play explanation. Go. <laughs> My kid's four years old and got a broken leg and I expect him to do better than that. I tell you, what's he doing? Explain like, he's like, it. I, I don't know where, where he thinks he is. He's just got completely lost in the... Bear in mind, he's goalkeeper. Like, he didn't know where he was coming or going, and he's literally just sort of like flapped it and just like <laughs> punched it in, like, drifting in the box like, like a carrier bag in the wind. Yeah, <laughs> like, he just, like, just threw it into the, in, in, into the net. I'm like, it must be, it must be, it must be on on a bribe. Uh, there, there must be whack on that. Listen, it's a whip of a corner. Yes, it is. I understand that, but then he's trying to he's trying to have a go at Barnes, saying, "Oh, it's pushed into me." It was his own man. That was Balbuena. Balbuena was on him. Balbuena had an atrocious <laughs> game. Balbuena should not be a professional footballer. No. I'm going to make a fraudulent eleven, and I'm going to put a, a new fraudulent eleven. I'm going to put it on the. Well, page. he's a poor man's Balbuena anyway, so yeah, which makes it even worse. Yeah, makes it even worse. Um, there's a couple more games that we need to cover. Oh, yeah, literally a couple more games. We will go with. Should we go north or south? North or south? North or north. south? Well, it's North versus South in that anyway. So it's Newcastle 2, Bournemouth 1. What is it with teams that beat Man United? Listen, <laughs> is, I, I literally want to wax lyrical and just go absolutely mental about one of the goals in this game. And it might not seem like a great goal, but I absolutely loved it. Who scored? Oh, no, it was the first goal, I think. Um, from the corner, training ground move. Uh, Harry Wilson. Oh no! Okay, so yeah, the Harry Wilson goal was lovely. That was sexy, mate. I, I love when training ground moves pull off, and but, they were they're they're, 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 they're brilliant. And uh, they, they I, I want to say as well, like Saint Maximin literally looks like, given 
given a, like a good year or two, he could really be a baller, man. His his end product. You called him out early on the season. I was like, man, I'm not feeling him, but I've got to, I've got to go back. His on end that. product is a little bit wavy. That will but, come in time. Get used to the league. And the one goal I loved, DeAndre Yedlin's header. Where did he go? Right, he is known as he's probably top three. Pace merchants. Oh, it's rapid, yeah. It's either him, Dan James, and Traore between the three yeah. of them. But I'd love to see that in the He's actually. that fast that Maximin shooting, not having it as a cross. Maximin shooting all day. Not having it as a it cross. It was slightly deflected. He was looking for top corner. And Yedlin steamed in that fast. There was no one around him for about 10 yards. And when it first went in, I thought, he's clear. He's off. a mile off. Then I watched the replay and I was like, he well, started, he started on his own goal line, yeah. didn't he? Like, pretty much. But like we said the other week, when you gamble, that's what pays off. Okay, bearing in mind you look like a fool of keeper catches out and you come steaming and there's nothing there for you. Mm. But I thought it was a great... Oh, I really, really like that goal. Me too. Prior to that, though, Steve Cook made a bit of a mistake and um, Sam Maximan was on one-on-one and you was thinking, dude, it's did, your time. Did a it's your time. And is it is it the bar? But then... Um, armor on. He can, mate, he, he, honestly... Is it... Is it, it, is it like is it is it um your man on the floor? He could he could win the lottery tomorrow and still not buy a goal. Yeah, like it's, I feel I feel for him because he's not that bad. I watched him a lot in the MLS last year. I've been, what, I've been, I've been what I've been doing. I've always like gone like old school player camp on Almiron to be like, why are he doing it? But you watch him. He's you watch good. Him. He's okay. He's actually, a, yeah, he's, he's not a bad player at I, all. I wouldn't. I think he's one of those players that creates more than he scores anyway. So I don't think you can worry about what he's. Doing and what he's not scoring. Yeah, very true. Oh, in fact, that that was actually after the the two one. Um, that, that was after Kevin Clark made it two one. Another Sorry, my thumping bad. header was it? Um, it was uh, it was just miss it. Um, scrappy, scrappy, but a oh goal no, a goal. no, um, I remember. Uh, and I don't know how it sneaked past the keeper. No, because when you look at the first goal from the corner, how well worked that yeah. is, and then you see this. But now that's seven um, seven of the last nine goals scored. By Newcastle, been from defenders. Doesn't matter where they come from. If, if anything, if anything, that's a good thing. Like what, uh, waiting for your strikers to well, actually yeah, you, start. You, you like, need, you need your midfielders form. to chip in. You need your defenders to chip in. So that, that's that's great for them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then the final game that we've got to cover is Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. Now Chelsea, um, they did sneak into into the second place. Um, Rightly, uh, rightly deserved as well. Yeah, I gave, early, early that morning before Leicester were able to pick up a victory against the Arsenal. I gave them a hard time start of the season thinking that this we was going to We all did. Be... I think everybody gave Chelsea a hard time. They, if we're going by last five game form, they are the form team in the Premier League. Last five games? Five wins. Five wins. Yeah, well, they've actually now six spin wins on the spin um, and they are um, nine games in all competitions, I believe. As well, so oh, well, they were no, um, beating with nine games unbeaten because they drew against Ajax. Yeah, nine yeah. games unbeaten. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, um, I've got something to that. Do you know what? I'm annoyed. So I want to cover this game early um, because I'm not gonna for the people that are watching the show. I'm gonna hide this, and the people that are listening, you won't see what I'm doing right now. But Christian Pulisic did score in this game. He's Please tell me you've seen this already. Um, Chris Pulisic is the fourth American to bag in three consecutive games in the Premier League. Yeah, um, who the other three? Of the three to score yeah. in consecutive games, um, of the three to score in three consecutive games, who is the fourth person? Dempsey. To do it? Yeah. Donovan. No. Oh, Dempsey. Brian McBride. No. 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 <laughs> uh, is there going to be a does one begin with a T? No, they're both absolutely hideous, though. One played for... Oh, well, no, Jonathan Spector. No. <laughs> Just put out any American. Alexis Lattes didn't play Yed- in the Premier League. No. Joe Maxmore is one of them. Next. And the other one is Roy Wegerly. <laughs> Are we talking Premier League era? Wegerly was a um, cop, weren't he? Back in the day, I had him as a sticker when he used to play. He, he got there just at the same time. I was certain. I thought I was pulling them all out. Jonathan Spector. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Jonathan Spector was the one that made me laugh. I almost went with um, your guy that played for Everton, Radzinski, but then I remembered he was Canadian, weren't he? He was Canadian, indeed. Um, so the first goal was actually from uh, from Tammy Abraham. Mm. Willie, uh, Willie Hans Flick. That's 10 Premier League goals now for big I, boy Tammy. I absolutely love him. 
I love him. I just think I didn't think he was going to get an opportunity, even with the bands and all that sort of stuff. I still didn't think he was going to be able to make it. He is yeah. honestly my wet dream as a striker. Six five, Tank. got a bit of pace about him, got a bit of strength about him. His mm. finishing seems great. Like he took that lock. He'd been playing in the Prem for ten years. Like yeah. there was no doubt about it. Great yeah. goal. Really was. Um, and yeah, so Chelsea are loving life at the uh, Oh yeah, and Pulisic scored a horrible rebound header. Yeah, but... Just, just to compound the matter that two weeks ago I said he was awful. And, and I also he's, said And now he's scored about six in like three or something. Horrible. I'll tell you what, Arsenal, absolutely terrible. Yeah. Say it. They are, they're terrible. Say it again. Who are you playing, who are you playing after the international break? Uh, Southampton. Bounce if we lose that game. But just like, keep saying Arsenal. Oh, every, Arsenal time we, every time we call someone yeah. out, they're, oh. they're turning good. And Arsenal are terrible and Ozil is lazy. Fantastic. Oh, it's all hat-trick against Southampton on the way. You heard it. Um, next week, it is the international break, so it'll be a slightly truncated show, so we'll obviously we'll still be here to show that we're, we're still alive. But that is all for the show this week.